a podcast founded on freedom, built by and for the people who have nothing better to do, hosted by two men who do more drinking than thinking, this is the Real Life Man Talk with your hosts, Wes and Rob. All right, welcome back to the Real Life Man Talk, episode 49, Rob. Welcome back. Good to see you, Wes. How you been, Good man? Good to see you too, man. I'm glad we're live right now from the Headquarters Tavern in Mineral Lake, Washington. Beautiful Mineral Lake. I miss this place. One of the finest bars in the land. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're having some fun, so why not? Great tavern, Headquarters Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, man? Uh, not too much. More of the same. Work, play, drinking. What kind of play? Foreplay? Yeah, um, I, don't, I can't think of any other like terms would play in there. Oh, are, you like, could bad. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. Sorry. Well, I'll make this easy for you. I can't say that here at the headquarters tavern. This is a <laughs> really uh, reputable establishment. Yeah. Well, our uh, our humor has to be maybe scaled back or toned back a bit to fit in with the locals. Mm-hmm. We don't want to upset anyone. There's a lot of you know people here. Anybody that's in black ops or anyone that's in you know CIA. Yeah, NSA, mm-hmm. FBI, DEA, ATF. Did I cover all of them? Is that all of them? I think so. It's a good portion of them, anyway. So it's, lar- it's a majority, I would say. Yeah. So you, it's your turn to bring a beer. Mm-hmm. And what you got? Well, I got a beer um, that was suggested by a longtime listener of, of the uh, podcast, uh, a Ooh. mutual friend, Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith. Will yeah. Medling. Will Smith Medling. I know him. Um, he suggested we have this beer, and I'm going to be honest. This was so long ago. This has been in my fridge for a while. I actually have had this beer. I know you. I don't think you have. No, I haven't. But it's barrel aged Bambarana. It's an imperial stout aged in whiskey and brandy barrels with figs, dates, and Ambarana. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Ambarana wood spirals. It's from Oscar Blues Brewery and Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida. Oh, it's like a it's a collab. Yes, it's a collabo. It's twelve point two percent, Rob. Mm-hmm. Jeez. You know what? If you're bringing this to the podcast and you've already had it, I know it's going to be good. This is a good one. All right, let's crack it open. Take Here we a go. sip. Oh, smells good. Brandy and barrels and figs, huh? Or dates? It's got a. It's wow. got a unusual, but it's got a good flavor to it. I it thought smells delicious. If I'm remembering right, because I've I had this several months ago. Bambarana. I bet you can't find this anymore. When'd you buy it? I want to say it's been in my fridge for several months. <laughs> I hope it's still good. Well, everyone out there listening, if you can find this anymore. A Canarchy Canlaboration. That's that's funny. All okay. right, Oscar like Blues. Humor. Cheers. All right, cheers. Oh, man. That's oh, great. Oh, man, that's good. That's as good as I remember it. That's really tasty. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks, it's Will. delicious. Thanks, Will. Yeah, thank you. This is awesome. Wow. This is really good. It's all better than the last beer we had. It's got some... Uh, it's definitely pretty sweet. It's got a, kind of like a wood taste to it, but I think that... I remember the, when I had it, the wood kind of wood kind of taste to it, which that doesn't sound good, but it it's, it's kind of... Um, it's not very strong, but you can kind of taste kind of like it's been it's aged in, in wooden barrels kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's more muted this time, I think, tasting it, at least to me, than that, that did the first time. The woodiness? Mm-hmm. The first time you were doing it, did it feel like sucking on a log? It felt like I was... No, it didn't feel like I was sucking on a log, but you could definitely taste more. I think the 
that taste has kind of been is kind of dulled down or has kind of gone away a bit. But it's still very great. It's great. It's a really good beer. I'd probably rate this about four and a half on Untapped. Oh yeah, that's I would easy, man. Mm-hmm. This is delicious. Now the question is, can we get it year round? I don't think so. Can we find it? This is a Canarchy can. It's a collaboration. Can probably never gonna be able to find this again. God. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, kudos to you. This is really tasty. Well, kudos to Will Smith meddling. You sure there's no drugs in this or I hope so. any I hope, secret ingredients? I, I hope not. Dude, I uh, <laughs> I'll bring this up. I just got a drug test at work. Uh, what? Yeah, just uh, last week, right? What happened? And I've been there for seventeen or almost eighteen years. I've only been drug tested once before, mm-hmm. which that's surprising in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so seventeen years go by, I never got a drug test, and then finally I was like, "Oh, hey, Wes, what's up, man? Uh, we got a random drug test for you." And I'm going, "Oh, what? Oh, we do that still?" <laughs> But I'm guessing they probably listen to the podcast. Someone listened to the podcast. They're going, yeah, you need to test this guy because he just doesn't sound right anymore. No. Always saying random things, speaking in tongues, um, really bad at saying your ABCs backwards, stuff like that. So I got kind of a funny story because of the urine test. But you like urine tests? Do you take them often? Uh, I wish I got tested more often, honestly, just to see if I was on anything. Just to make sure <laughs> you're just not on any drugs. Just to make sure I'm so, not getting drugs. The other day, you and I were talking about belly button lint. <laughs> yeah, we were, actually. Cause right? Because I, I think, I don't know, easy to, one of us said, was like, do you get a lot of belly button lint, or how often do you check your belly button lint? I think that's how it started, right? Yeah, exactly how it started. And right. I pulled out a huge wad and said, look at this. Right. And then you pulled out your wad and we compared them. Right. I didn't have a lot because I had checked mine earlier in the day. I think it's kind of like a after or before shower ritual for me. Yeah, or at night if you have like a new shirt. Oh, interesting. You but, do that at night. Well, I swear to God, my belly button just collects lint, you know, morning, morning, afternoon, and night. It doesn't matter. Like it's a, like it's e- like a Venus flytrap of exactly. lint. Old shirts, new shirts. Interesting. No shirt. Somehow other people's lint gets into me yeah yeah oh cool yeah so anyways <laughs> so i'm taking this pee test yeah and <laughs> my, <laughs> my belly button lint fell out into the pee cup like i shut up no like i lifted up my like i got my shirt i do an undoing my belt so i lift up my shirt so it must have unlodged like some lint in there so i'm peeing in this cup and this huge chunk of belly button lint falls into the cup and i was kind of sitting there going oh god my luck like for some reason, this is not going to work now, or they're not going to accept it. So I'm like, hey, I handed off the cup to the security guard, and I go, hey, I'm real sorry about this, but <laughs> there's, a big, there's a big chunk of lint in here, and it fell out of my belly button. And what'd they say? Uh, they didn't even laugh. They didn't even think it was funny. Oh, they probably thought you were messing with them or something. They probably thought I was just trying to cheat a drug test or something. I but. thought for a second, like, you had to, like, fish it out of there, or, like, you... I was but thinking then, about but, it. But then, like, thinking about you, I was like, there's no way he's fishing that out of his own piss. Well, I was thinking it's kind of funny, so I just leave, I might as well just leave right, it in. Right. I don't know. It's I don't know. If, uh, you know, I don't know if I've ever had like lint actually fall out of my belly button before. It's always <laughs> like me kind of putting like a couple fingers, and then it's like you get that weird feeling where you're like yeah. getting too close to like your your innards kind of thing, or you're like, oh, this feels really weird, and then you grab it and you have like a little bit in there, and that's it. So is it like largely built up of hair and lint, or is there like other particles in yours? Uh grime <laughs> dirt dirt pebbles bird feathers bird feathers like uh wire bits like uh, yeah lots scrap of scrap metal scrap scrap metal <laughs> uh copper 
um, gum every now and then. Oh, sometimes you just got to put in your belly right. button to and save I for, it for and later. I, and I just forget about it. And uh, I mean, I feel like there's at least a couple, maybe like leaves, leaves. like little twigs. You ever keep change in your belly button? No, like that's a quarters, that's nickels, a good, dimes. That's, that's a good place, though. That's a, a good great pla- place. That's a good place for yeah, it. Yeah, I call it my little coin purse. Nice. Is your belly button deep? It's Do you not, have some depth to it? It's it's definitely not an Audi. Do you remember the first time you saw somebody with an Audi? Uh, yes, that was like it was really shocking. really weird, right? I was I was confused. I, I, me too. Same thing. Same me too. Like the same feeling I had when I first saw an uncircumcised kid. Mm. <laughs> you know, sure. Like there's so much different than what's you. going on here. This right. isn't right. Right. But then you just realize that they're people too. <laughs> Yeah, you or get over like, it. It's just like this. I think it's a bigger deal when you're a kid, and then oh, when, sure. when you're out of high school or out of college, and you're in your 30s, like we are. You just like whatever, right? Like, you're desensitized. Yeah, any Audi doesn't matter. Right. Um, I would say my belly button's pretty shallow, so there's not. I I can't unfortunately fit all those things that I said I could in there. I wish I could, but I can't. But so I don't just, have a like. I don't have like a lot of lint when I when I just every now and then I'll be like I should check what's in here, but you dream. I, I, someday I, you I strive. Might. I strive for it. <laughs> well, if you want, man, I know some belly button stretching techniques you could employ. Okay. Um, I actually, if that scenario happened to me where I dropped my belly button lint into the piss, I would have this weird, awkward thing where I would be trying to get it out without getting my hand in the piss. <laughs> I didn't do it. And then eventually I would just probably spill it over. And then they think I was having, like, I had brought in like fake urine or something and then i would actually get well that's what i was worried about like sticking my fingers in there the lint i thought they would think i was like something was going on but anyways i passed and they never talked to me again you're a they're so dumb they're like oh yeah you passed cool you're right they don't say like congrats you don't get a gold star you don't get a pat on the back for not doing drugs anymore it's disappointing you're usually very well prepared i would have thought that you would have had a um some kind of pocket knife that had like a ladle attachment on it or something I did, but I just, why would I pull it out? I just, I'm I don't leave. know, just as like for keepsakes. It's I a mean, better it's, story if you just leave better, it in. It is a better story. I'm just saying. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's part of you, too. What do you think the security guards do with the pee after you're done testing? Drink it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Right? <laughs> they have to. Like a meth head, right? Oh, you heard about this. Yes. So I apparently, if you're into meth, which we're not into meth anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can drink your own pee. And then get high again. So it doesn't like it's your the human body can break down certain things, but it can't break down meth. So what happens is, is af, after you actually pass it, pass it through your piss or whatever, you can you can meth heads can drink their own piss and they can get high again. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, we're probably reading this wrong. So it's probably like an extraction process. You probably just don't. We probably could just drink. The I don't pee. know, man. I think you can. I think they can actually just drink it again and get high again. How hard up are you if you're drinking your own pee to get high again? Well, I would think that if you're doing meth, you're pretty hard up, right? Generally. I don't know. Is meth expensive? I don't think it's expensive. No. What's meth? Meth no. cost? I'm gonna but Google I, that. But I think. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's probably the most expensive drug you can do. But if you're, if you're really into the meth game, you've got a lot of. Uh, you're probably not living high on the horse as it were $25 a hit so I mean it's cheaper than being an alcoholic yeah yeah I mean you can 25 I don't know how how long do you stay high on meth I think it's several hours uh, well maybe look it up I don't know no are we are you trying to get me to do meth well now right I'm thinking now? we that, should try it because we it? talk about all these cool things we haven't done before on this podcast mm-hmm. I don't know how long do you stay high on meth I think it's several it's hours probably cheaper than beer it's got to be cheaper than beer 
Especially all the fancy beer you and I drink. Yeah, that is the problem with drinking beer is craft beer. Yeah, your taste change. You want to try everything. Mm-hmm. It goes down a dark hole. It's just is, like my belly button. This is quite good. I'm, I'm a fan. I wish I had actually gotten a couple more uh, cans of this. Yeah, me too. There's some yeah. beeping going on in my in this place. You hear the beeping? It's Beep. a it's the headquarters uh, tavern. It's the, meth, it's the meth alarm. Maybe we should ask a couple of the patrons here if they've uh, done meth before. What's, what's the what's the term if you recycle your own meth through your piss again? Um, tinkle tweaking. Yeah, you should maybe ask <laughs> some patrons here if they've done that. Tinkle tweaking. I say it's worth it. Mm. Yeah, hold on though. Our bodies filter out alcohol. We're not peeing out alcohol, right? But I think this is like a... No, we expel it through our breath and through our sweat. We don't actually pee it out, do we? No, no, I don't You can't drink your pee and get drunk again. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I didn't pay enough attention in science class. I don't think they ever teach that in science class, really, do they? I would think that it's a survival tactic, and it should be taught if it were. I don't disagree. True. I don't disagree with you. I just don't think it was taught in school. Nope, definitely yeah. not taught. Um, yeah, I don't think meth. I think meth, since it's it, it's chemical nature, I don't think is able to be broken down in your system. So it's a really good drug. So it's it's really good. It's a really it's solid really, buy. It's, it's really, like. It's like investing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to invest in a drug, you might as well invest in meth because it's not exactly going away anytime soon. I mean, how many drugs can you really recycle and then just keep doing again? Right? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably not a lot of them. I think that's probably the only one. And you could just save your pee for years and years and years and then retire on a bunch of meth stuff. Yeah. Meth pee. Solid. Solid advice. I don't have to buy meth anymore. I'm on a budget. I'm retired. Dip it in my 401k. Mm-hmm. I got bottles of pee saved up everywhere. Closet, under the house. In the trailer. It only took us 10 minutes to stop be talking about our piss. I know. Yeah. Wes, do you know what I did last week? What did you do? I went <laughs> to Astoria, oh home of the Goonies. Oh, my God. You did yes, it. It was awesome, my friend. Did you see any Goonies? Um, Goonie people? They're all older than me, and I think they've moved away. But I did see some notable Goonie landmarks. Oh, dude, like, spill the spill your guts, man. Okay. I'm excited. Okay, so apparently the woman who actually purchased or bought, purchased, bought the ho- the actual Goonie house is completely over um, Goonie tourists coming, like, near the house. And I'm kind of, like, I wouldn't have gotten very close. I just kind of wanted to drive by and then go. Apparently she's putting a tarp over her house so pe- to deter people from coming. From- actually going to the house what a sourpuss yeah very much so but i kind of see it just because apparently no. there were stories well hold on there were stories of people coming going there at like all hours of the night and i feel like you should probably be a little bit more respect anyway we didn't get to see the actual house but we did go to the jail which they turned into like a museum oh cool and they have the fratelli jeep out front <laughs> <laughs> with the license plate and like i think that was actually um like a, a super fan like re, it's not from the actual film but uh, like oh. a super fan like made it and they, it's got like the bullet holes in the back oh they shot at it yeah so like <laughs> and then you go inside and it's like it's in the actual astoria jail and uh they've got like this kind of goofy thing where you can like film scenes from other movies apparently there, a bunch of other movies have been shot in astoria in oregon um 
but you go through and they've got all these like different things of like like Goonie gift shop and it was it was a good time it was a lot of fun dude it sounds awesome yeah it was a good time going back to like the house you would think if you were the type of person to buy a famous house in a movie that you're doing it for attention or it's you think it's fun like I don't know why you would buy the home and not expect those things it's, to happen it seems like you would you're not there's not a lot of foresight there because I think like me personally and maybe for someone else if i bought a house like that i would not live there i would turn it into an airbnb oh my god or yeah tur- or turn it into a museum so here's the thing or like some kind of investment if you and i own that house and we rented it out tell me that house wouldn't be rented out all the time you like average people could there'd be like months waiting lists to to actually reserve it right like yeah if, if you and i want oh man Wes, let's go to Astoria this weekend and go spend the night at the Goonie house. Oh, we can't because it's re- it's rented out for the next seven months. Exactly. Right? Well, it's better than, oh, it's privately owned and the lady that owns it sucks. Mm-hmm. We should interview her or we should have a fundraiser. We should do a fundraiser to buy the home so we can rent it out to good, that might good hap- folks. That might happen eventually. Apparently, the so near the, uh, excuse me. The jail that was in the in the film that turned into like the I think it's called like the Astoria Film Museum now. The uh, museum, quote unquote, that uh, um, Bran Walsh's dad worked at is like a his, another like historical house. Like yeah, like that's like the that was like the museum that he worked at, but it was actually like um like some historical figures' actual house he lived at. So that's like uh. that's close by too. That's a museum now. Um, so we looked at that. We went there. We did that. And then we drank at uh, a few fun places. We drank at Fort George, which is an Astoria. Everybody knows that. Awesome brewery. Went to Bowie Brewing. Awesome place. Um, Reach Break. I feel like I'm screwing that name up. Good brewery. Kind of a smaller place. We had a few beers there. And then we went to this really, really awesome um, bottle shop called uh, Bridge and Tunnel. Um, we walked there. It was really close to where we were staying. We walked in, had a beer. This couple comes in and they start talking to the owner and uh, the owner comes back and brings them like this, just like tons of bottles of stuff. And they bring up and then like this other couple brings them up, brings the owner a bottle. And so we kind of are like listening what's going on. And this couple that had walked in, they were doing a road trip. They lived in Northern California. They were doing a road trip of, of all of Oregon mm-hmm. and of Washington. They were going to drive back. So the owner had given this couple all these these bottles. He didn't know this couple like at all. He just gave it to him. He just gave. So apparently, the story was that this couple had they really wanted to go to Degard Brewery, and they're really famous for like their sours and farmhouse ales. Mm-hmm. And they're closed on Mondays, and so they were really bummed. And they told the owner of this uh, Bridge and Tunnel uh, bottle shop, "Oh yeah, we we were we we're doing this road trip. We came up here. We really want to go to Astoria because we heard about you." But we on our way, we went to uh, DeGarden and it was closed. And he was like, oh, hey, just wait a second. So he had he had this like stash wow. of all these beers. And he brought them out like three or four bottles from DeGarde and just gave them to him. And then he comes over to Hillary and I and a few other people that are at the bar. And he's like, hey, do you guys like sours? And I, I'm never going to turn down a beer. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll try it. I really like the sour. Really? We're drinking. We're drinking. We're, we're kind of getting to know each other. And then... He's like, hey, why don't you try this? So he goes back into the, he goes back into his cellar again. He brings out this Fort George Matryoshka from a couple years ago. This variant raspberry Matryoshka tasted like candy. It was awesome. Wow. We drink this. Then he goes back in the cellar. He comes back and he, he's like, hey, I'll bring this. And he brings another Fort George from like a couple years old. 
and a really, really awesome place. Like I've never written a review for any place ever, but I feel very compelled to do it just because he was so awesome. Really, really nice guy. Um, at the end of the day, he charged, like we had one beer that we got on draft that we ended up paying for. So I ended up charging, like he charged me like 15 bucks. So I gave him like a, like a $25, $30 tip just because he, he yeah. gave us all these different beers that we had ne- we'd never get the chance to try. So really awesome place. It's called Bridge and Tunnel Astoria. If you're into beer, definitely try it out. Um, we went there. Um, and after that, we went to uh, a whiskey bar nearby. And then we ended up going back to Fort George. Next day, I had a hangover probably that rivals <laughs> any hangover that I've had in the last like 10 years. But it was a really good time. We had a lot of fun. Does it rival the hangovers you have with me? Um, you and I haven't had like, okay. So yes, it does. Like our, one of our, this was, this was like a multi-day hangover, honestly. Like those are the worst. So like I woke up the next day and I was like, I don't feel that bad, but I think when I woke up the next day, I was still probably drunk. (laughs) Yep. Cause we, we went to this really cool, uh, uh, cafe, really good breakfast place. And we got, um, I was eating and I was like, I don't feel that bad. And then all of a sudden I just kind of got the spins and I was like, I think I'm probably still drunk. Sometimes like, I don't know about... I mean, you sound like you're this way too, but like you wake up and you're really hungover. You don't notice it until you eat. Right. And then you just feel awful right. and then your stomach starts to hurt and you want to puke and ugh. Good times. Yeah, it is good times, man. It sounds like you had a really, mm. like a really good time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Astoria is not a very big town, but it was the people there were really nice. And that, that bottle shop, honestly, like that, we've got a lot of good bottle shops here locally, but like that experience there was probably that might be the best experience I've ever had at any bottle shop. And that guy, his, I believe notch. his name was Dwayne. Um, great, great place to be. Uh, if you ever go there, highly recommend going. You know, that's what makes a normal bottle shop turn into a very successful shop. It's all about the owner. And Absolutely. then like hospitality, like sure. them coming in, it just like got someone being nice to you. Like, Hey, do you like sours? Here's a, here's a free beer sample this. Well, it was like one of those, never forget that. It's like one of those things where you, you see people interacting or you're interacting with somebody and somebody treats you as if they've known you for forever. Yeah. And it's like, like long wow, lost months. Like, no, you're being really nice and just, and I don't even know you like really nice. And it's like, it's, it's a really pleasant, nice thing to encounter. And you yeah. don't, you don't get it every day. Now, if you owned a tap room, would you be this kind of owner or would you be really stingy with your, your beers? I would be like the proprietors of uh, the headquarters tavern, which we're at right now. <laughs> and I would be very stingy. Apparently, they let babies in this joint now because <laughs> I, I just heard a baby crying. Yeah, this place is not. This place is going downhill. Yeah, very much so. We may get we may become, I don't know, entrapped in some kind of underground. If I had cult a mafia thing, if I had a bottle shop, I would try to be as generous as I could. I don't know if I would be as generous as this guy, but uh, the guy that I spoke of, but uh, I would try to be generous. Definitely with people. That's like a good quality of a good person, right? You're very, you're generous to no matter who you meet, right? Like it doesn't, you don't yeah. have any kind of biases towards anyone. You're just generous to whoever. Well, it's a good quality to have if you own a bar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Well, it's it's in some way too. It's like a it's a good investment. You're gonna right? drink more. You're gonna spend more. Exactly. And I bet you're gonna go back there, right? Multiple times oh, for sure. throughout your life. I, if I'm there again, I will definitely go there. I, like I said, I highly recommend going there if you are in the area. I'm gonna go now. I want to go. I really wanted to go to Astoria with you, but I had other obligations. Right. You've got. You're with child now. I'm with child. Yeah. Pregnant. I get it, man. Even know That's I, cool. Didn't even know I had the parts. And this happens. Well. Let me know where the dad is. You've got childbearing hips. No, that's true. I've definitely acquired them over the years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I missed you. I missed you there. I knew you would have. You would have had a great time. We would have had a great time. But uh, 
eventually you and I will have to get, we'll have to throw back a few beers there event, you oh, know, in yeah. the near future. It's on the bucket list for sure. You know, I think if you were like a bar or taproom owner that you could probably give out fun, maybe if you're stingy with the alcohol because of the money, mm-hmm. you could at least give out hugs or massages for free. Sure. Or like creepy tickles. Creepy touches. Oh, creep, creepy. Where's, eh. where's the creepiest place to be touched that's non-sexual? Oh, weird. Like your ear? Oh, well, it's kind of sexual for some people. Well, you said, ki- ar- you said kind ar- of. What's, you ta- what's that term? Erogenous. Erogenous. Erogenous, yeah. Yes, apparently the back of the knees are also that way. So how about okay, non-sexual? So like cheek, the <laughs> neck, mouth. <laughs> how about you? Like so, your, your nose. Some guy just rubs your nose. Like oh, he just touches, thank you for coming into my bar. He just touches your nose, like grabs your nose, kind of. It'd probably be less awkward for him to like offer a hand job at this point. What if he just rubs your cheek like with the back of his hand and goes welcome. Just slow and gentle, like just right from your eye almost down I've, to your I mouth. feel like I would have to go file a police report at that point. <laughs> I would just whip out my wallet and go, how do I waste money here? You seem like a really nice gentleman with soft touches. What kind of guy is this? Uh, he's handsome. <laughs> Real okay. handsome. Okay, well, then I know that he means well, then. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem that's the problem with being good looking is people just assume you have good intentions that's just human nature man so that's ted human, bundy got away with that's, it that's human for so long. that's human nature dude right it's like you ca- just it's not fair it's but not. every person does that everyone like looks at who like where where something's coming from and it's like okay this guy's saying this but he can't be that bad because he's a he's a decent looking guy or like a good looking woman yeah. oh she can't be that bad she's She's not bad looking. Yeah, people do it all the time. You judge books by their cover yeah, as far as humans go. Absolutely. You know, you see the dumbest stuff being said, and then people just go along with it. Like, oh, that's a really good looking person. I I like Steve or Tammy. Or Ted Bundy. Or Ted Bundy. Like, oh, he's not a killer. Right. He's just really handsome. Right, or Charles I mean, he Manson. probably kills that you-know-what, but definitely not, like, murder stuff. Right. Just killing other things. Just figuratively. Figuratively killing that lady stuff. Right. You know? Pleasure zones. <laughs> erogenous stones yeah oh man well i'm glad you had fun i'm glad you have thanks fun. man did you have any good food in astoria um i'm trying to remember what we ate because you talked about the drinks and the cool places and the goonies good food i mean we didn't have so we went to a really good uh breakfast place called the columbia cafe um i had uh god i'm trying to remember what i actually ate there it was a. Uh, it wasn't huevos rancheros, but it was uh, like a chorizo scramble. It was really good. Nice. We had to. We had to wait a little while. The wait was a little bit long, but the food was definitely worth it. They had like a. I'd never seen this before on a menu, just because I'm not very cultured or smart. But they had this thing where they had like a. It's called Chef's Mercy, where you give them X amount of money, on the on the uh, menu, and it just says. You tell them if you have any allergies towards something, and then they just make whatever they want to. That is so cool. And did and you I, do it? I didn't do that, oh. and I felt very stupid. But I'm telling you, this chorizo scramble I got was awesome. It well, was really, really you good. Shouldn't have brought up the chef's mercy. I know, thing. I know, I shouldn't have. And then they had another thing called Mercy Mercy. I think the <laughs> chef's mercy was like a vegetarian thing, and then Mercy Mercy was like this weird other thing. But I told my girlfriend, I was like, I probably should have gotten that. But they also they they made a they made the point on the menu that said. If you got the Chef's Mercy, it was a it was a long wait, and we had already been waiting probably oh, a little bit too hurry. long. So, we, well, we wanted to see the town, right? So, we got in there a little bit later than um, than we wanted to on uh, Monday, or yeah, Monday. So, 
uh, we were a little bit kind of trying to hit as many places up as we could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're on like a big old like uh, bar crawl or, or brewery crawl, or you're looking for beer and you're bouncing place to place. Does the food really need to be great? Do you ever even thinking about good food at, the, at that point? Because once you had a certain amount of beers in, like everything's kind of tasty, right? Um, I guess that depends from user to user. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do see what you're saying, though. I think, um, I, I at least myself, I feel like I'm a little bit more uh, critical if I'm if I'm more sober. If I have been drinking, I'm probably going to want food that's probably like more kind of the fried variety or just like the food that's not really that good for me. And then if that's the case, then the quality of food doesn't need to be as good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right? totally it's, the same it's, way. It's, it's kind of like you're eating burgers, you're eating like fried Whatever stuff. Whatever sounds good. Cause you've been drinking. You're, yeah. you're having fun. We had some good, oh God, I'm trying to remember. I know we had some good seafood from, I think maybe buoy, um, brewing. We had some good seafood from there. Um, but uh, I'm trying, you know, there, there was some good food, but no food that we had there was like, oh my God, I, I, it was, it was so memorable that I have to like, it, like it really stands out. So like the summer, like cafe restaurant that where the Goonies find uh, one-eyed Willie's lair that, that didn't, it's not open, doesn't have so food. So that was, uh, so apparently like the, the beach where he holds up like the like the key and it has like the rocks and stuff. Oh, it's it's Cannon Beach, isn't it? That's not near Astoria. Well, what about the what about the restaurant that's closed that overlooks with the scarecrow that's attack? Not, that's not there. It doesn't exist. That well, I don't know if it exists or not, but it's not in Astoria. So you're telling me the cave isn't real? The cave could be real. The traps? So the the uh, Oregon or Astoria Film Museum, whatever the the uh, jail in Astoria. They had all the props from the film, like the David statue that breaks over with the the dick that breaks, uh, and then like the, the dick statue, yeah. yeah, the dick statue, and then like the Lou Gehrig card. Like I, there was like a box that had all the replicas, so it had the Lou Gehrig card, and it had the David David Copperfield license, and then it had actually the stone thing where um, Mikey, I said Bran earlier, it was Mikey Walsh holds it up and he, he, he does like the three rocks and then like the far right one is the actual restaurant. Like all of those things were in this box where you could actually see. So it was pretty cool. Did you know, or have you seen the deleted scene where they actually had an octopus, giant octopus fight in the Goonies? So apparently, yes, I have seen that and it's on, I believe it's on YouTube. So I think if memory serves, that was in, they had like released that either in like, in like on, like in the movies at one point, or maybe they had released it when the movie had aired on TV. But like, I remember going to school when I was a kid and this is like ages before I'm, I'm old, that old where like the internet was just this pipe dream or like, it's like imaginary thing when I was a kid, um, where like that stuff was like, you just talked with other friends and you're like, that's not real. Like I remember being on the playground and my, like a couple of friends like, do you see the Goonies and there was this octopus scene? I was like, that didn't happen in the scene that or the movie that I Did saw. Did it get released? They had seen it, and wow. apparently, and apparently, I have seen that scene online at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I have, but I don't know if it was like on a, a random VHS copy that was released in some area, like. It was like a provincial thing, like in maybe in Japan, like the J- Japanese version of, of the Goonies Bootleg. or something random. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it was like a, just a cutout scene that made it to print in some in some area, but but some people saw it somewhere. 
Yeah, that's kind of just strange how it happened. I know it was. I know they added it in the DVD release, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, Mouth and Steph are sitting there talking in the water, right? And the octopus attacks and drags, I believe, Steph underwater, and then Data saves him with his Walkman. Uh, he shoves the Walkman in the octopus's mouth and plays loud music. It? Oh, and the, and the octopus is like, oh, that's not cool, and he just takes off. Oh, weird. it must have been too cheesy. I I don't remember it, but like. It was cut from the film. Right? I never, I never, Maybe for time reasons, I, I don't never know. saw it originally. That movie came out, I believe, in 1984, 1985, and it came out the same summer as <gasps> Ex- Ex- as Explorers. Do you remember that movie? Oh my god, yes! You'd forgotten. What was that. the premise? The premise of Explorers was it was it was, was kind of similar in that it was like kids and adventure kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it was three guys that had Ethan Hawke was in it. Um, I think River Phoenix was in it. And I can't remember the third kid. But the three of them basically um, figure out this, like, computer code to, and, like, figure out, like, engineering to get, like, this... Um, they, 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 they figure out this way to basically get into outer space. No, yes. that sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. I think I've seen it. So they basically, they they figure out this like code or they figure out this weird like thing. They And they're like, I feel like they're in like this like, um, like roller coaster, like carriage type thing. Mm-hmm. And they get this bubble around them and they go into outer space and they go into outer space and then they, they get like beamed up by like this alien ship. And then it gets really weird. Anyway, that summer, those two movies came out. And for some reason, I saw Explorers instead of Goonies. And after I saw Explorers, I was like, oh, I really wish I would have saw Goonies. <laughs> Instead. And I was really like disappointed because like, I, even as a kid, like part of Explorers was good. But it's like, well, I think you and I've talked about this on the podcast. There's like times even when you're a kid and you're like still excited and you're trying to make a better go of something. But then you realize this, this isn't really good, like at all. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like there's yeah. an eternal optimism. When child but, use, like, like disappointed, but, then, yeah. but then you know it's bad, right? Yeah. It's like you're trying to make up for it. You're like, this, no, this it's is good. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. That, that's when it's bad. And you knew, like, I, that was me watching that movie. Like, I was watching <laughs> it. Like, the first part of it was good. But then, like, the last, like, act of it was like, uh, well now i want to watch it yeah i figured out your riddle dude Mm. so in the uh, okay so that scene didn't appear on vhs in the theatrical release or the the vhs release right but apparently in the 1990s the disney channel aired the goonies because but because the film had more than a few references that pushed the boundaries for like kids themes like probably the pg probably they were trying to get under a pg-13 rating i'm gonna guess okay apparently they cut a lot of scenes out that were risque Uh and then to make up time they edited a couple deleted scenes back in so they edited the octopus scene back in the movie so kids that were watching it the first time in the 90s on the disney channel saw the octopus scene i feel like there was another okay so i'm not saying i'm not saying that that's inaccurate but I could have sworn the first time I had a conversation with a kid on the playground, it was before that. Like, it was when I was about 10, and, like, I was born in the mid-late 70s. So, I feel like I had that conversation with a kid, like, in in grade school, and they were like, I saw, like, I feel like they saw Never it. happened. God, no. I, I don't. I don't believe the it. The deleted scenes didn't come out like on dvd until 2001 but that's dvd exactly the only place that it aired was the disney channel 
Well, maybe, yeah, maybe Dude. you're right. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of middle school. Maybe it was a middle school thing when I when I heard like kids saying, "Oh, the octopus scene." That's possible. It's possible. Yeah. You know, if some kid would have told me that, I would have told him like, "You're crazy. That never happened." Well, I can't thing, trust you. Well, anymore. here's the thing, like. We're so we're so skeptical now, and that's like a good thing, just because we know that there's so much misinformation on the internet. That being said, when I was that age, I was kind of like, I was like, what, really? That's a thing? And me just being as gullible as I am, I remember several kids telling me, oh, octopus, octopus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that with the Goonies, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? That was a thing? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. I didn't believe it until I you saw it. You can find it on YouTube. You can do, you, on can, YouTube, you, yeah. you can look it up. Yeah, it's freely available on YouTube. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, going back to the food that you were talking about, um, do you find yourself like, I don't know, the older I get, like the easier it is to complain about food? And I remember being back when I was younger and then watching older people at the time complain about food, like, you know, uh, elderly people, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Like, I'm a kid. Everyone's old, right? But I remember thinking in my head, like, well, it, like, why complain about it? It's okay, just eat it. Sure. And now the older I get, I find myself going like, oh, that was not very tasty. I'm probably not going to order that again. Or I don't know. Just I feel like you're just getting grumpier in a way. It's like cyclical. It's like a, a, a with like life. You get when you're younger, you're very particular on what you want to eat and then you get like a little bit less i guess it depends on the individual at least with me i think maybe that's the case with i don't know everybody looks through life through their own lens but Mm -hmm. i would say when i was much younger um i was much more particular and picky with what i would eat and now as i've gotten older like there's not a whole lot of foods that i want to at least try or like Mm -hmm. but i could see me getting older and me like this is what i want i don't want anything else because i've lived enough that I don't care about anything else. This is a, this is good enough for me. Well, I kind of have a theory about this. Yeah, is when you're just not used to disappointment anymore as an adult, and as a kid, you're so used to being disappointed by all sorts of things that when it comes to food, you're like, well, whatever, it's just food. I'm just going to eat it. But see, but as an adult, you don't. Do, how often are you really disappointed? Yeah, okay. Uh, that your argument does. I can see that, and I don't completely disagree with it. But I would counter that with. How often do you try, maybe not with you, but I know other adults and myself, at least from my viewpoint, where there's been stuff I knew I didn't like when I was younger, even like a kid or for forever. And then I try as an adult. I'm like, I actually kind of like that now. Yeah, that that happens a lot more than that happens a lot. I'm finally eating lemon pastries again. We'll see. Like I hated rum for forever because that was like one of the first drinks that I drank and I got super hungover and, and, and got sick with that'll do it. And then I tried it again. I was like, eh, it's not that bad, mm. but like you, for whatever reason, there's like memories or I think that's maybe a little bit. It's, it's very much psychological. And then they, they also say that your taste buds change, right? That's true. They do, man. I for forever didn't like coconut and I love coconut now. I, I try, remember I tr- you telling me I tr- you hated I, coconut. I remember I honestly remember like it was yesterday, it was a few years ago when I tried it for the first time again. I was like, I'm gonna try it because there was there was like I was at work and there were a bunch of like random uh, ice cream things available to people and then there were none left <laughs> and I was like, I really want ice cream. And the only one that was left was some like random coconut one. I was like, God dang it, I really want to try ice cream. I really want ice cream. I want to try this one. It's coconut. I don't care. And I, I was like, I love coconut now. 
It's weird. I remember teasing you about it when you tell you used to tell me you didn't like coconut. It was almond joys. I had an almond joy or yeah. something. Like Rob, you want part of this? You're like, no, man, like it's gross. Yeah. And I remember thinking in my head like, you need to grow up, man. Yeah. You need and to I grow up. You know what happened a few years ago? You grew I, up. I grew up. You're finally with us now. Coconut is awesome. I I'm eating lemon coconut. pastries. Remember, I told I couldn't eat them. You've grown up too. I've grown up too. We've grown Good. up together. That's awesome. It's exciting. It is exciting. God, complaining about food, growing up. You know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, you hit like a, a turning point in your life when I don't know if you're anything like me, but are you really listening listening to current music? Um, Not at all. I, and I'm not either. And then I, I realized like I should be because this is the point in my life where music has passed me by. Oh, for sure. And I'm no longer current. And this is what happens probably to all old people, why they don't like young people's music. It's because maybe they just can't relate. But it's probably more or less that we don't give it a chance. Because we're, when we're kids, every music is cool because well, they're adults. And it's, that makes sense. It's current music. But when we're adults and it's younger people playing the music, I was like, well, that's kind of silly. I don't like that. You judge it differently. Yeah. And then you don't, get in, you don't give it a chance. You don't, you don't get into it. That's true. I, I mean, to some extent. I, would, I, I feel, honestly, and this might be just me being grumpy old man, I feel like the music that's being made today is really bad. I really do, and you might, and like everyone that's li- everyone that's listening to this could say like I'm being grumpy, and I'm not too. I don't have my head too far up my ass to say to not like at least acknowledge that I'm probably being grumpy. That being said, I feel like a lot of the, mu- the pop music's just not very good, and, and you're right. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit older. Like I feel like a lot of pop music within the last like 10, 15 years was bad, but I could listen to it. Like the stuff that's been coming out within the last couple of years i don't even want to get like i've listened to like a 30 seconds or like 60 seconds of it and i'm like this is bad yeah i think after the podcast we should just pop on current songs like top 50 and listen to them just drink try. some more beer just we try it just out. try it try it out because we're doing a, probably a big disservice to the younger people that we want to relate to I don't know. In man. the future. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I like my I like my free time and I like free time with you. And I don't I just I don't feel like we should do that disservice to each other. I get what maybe, you're saying though. Maybe we shouldn't. I do I But you, you get what I'm saying? Like I do I yeah, because it's like on some level it's it's art. We're wrong. But it's actually. just like we don't but it's bad though. Well, I know it's bad. That's what we think it's bad, but like But that's take our a look viewpoint. Back. That's you're our right. viewpoint. That's right. Take a look that's back true. when we were kids. Right? No one's going to convince you right now that the songs in the 90s were crap. But, no. but our parents no. so or I, our grandparents may go, yeah, there was really shitty. You should listen to my music. And we're like, no, we don't trust you guys. You listen to old music. Okay, so I will, I will differ with you on this point. It's a tale as old as time, Rob. There, there, there's, music that, there's music that I think is bad, but I still really like. Like old music or new music? All like a lot, like from a lot of different eras. Bad music can be good music. Well, no, music that you can objectively say this does not like this didn't age well. And like <laughs> yeah, 10, 20, true. 30 years ago, like it was really good, but now it sounds really dated, but I still really like. So, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, this music that's coming out now is just, I think it's just bad. And, <laughs> and you're right. Maybe it's just because I'm an old fart. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know that if T-Pain were... Well, T-Pain's still making music, isn't he? And see, like... But everything's auto-tuned. I wasn't even a fan of, like, auto-tune and, like, T-Pain. But that's, like, so much better than what's going on right now. Well, there's a lot of that right now. 
That's is what it, I was going to say. Is there really? Yeah, I just don't think that we're doing a good job of listening to new music. We've hit that point where we stop find, trying to search out and find new stuff, and we're not getting it through word of mouth anymore. We've hit the point where we're, we're just wrong. I think we're wrong. All like right, we need to, I think we need to... I think we need to do some researching and just maybe try some new things. I think we need to try it out. You're not uh, some kind of, you're not getting like some kind of referral pay for being like a music executive right now. Are I'm you? starting a record company after this uh, podcast God airs. Damn it. I knew that was going to be. It's all going to be young kids. The Screamo's not in. No. Screamo's not a thing. I no. hated Screamo. I didn't like it either. It's really bad, but, but pe- you know but what? People like love it. As bad as as bad as that is, I would give that a chance more than the pop music that's being played today. You know, seeing it live, it's not that bad. It's crazy, but it's not that bad. But recordings, like the recordings, can be kind of rough. Sure, sure. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are really into screamo. <laughs> You're, we're uh, alienating them. Well, right I don't want to alienate them. I, I just don't. I don't mind it. I just. I can't. I can't pop in a screamo CD and go. Yep, this is my. This is my drive to work today. It's not like uh, the regulators <laughs> or uh, Pope Hemp. Oh my God, those like, are classics. Or like Warren G. Or uh, I don't know. Give me some more examples. I can't now. You just said all the amazing ones I would have said. Okay. Pope Hemp is like kind of obscure. I know you really like Pope Hemp. Yeah. That's why I threw it at you. How about Loonies? I don't know Loonies. Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah. What's that song? I know the song. Uh, I got five on it. I got oh, five yeah. on it. Great song. Loonies. Great song. I almost sang it for, to you. You did sing I almost it. Kind of, you, you did kind of you. sing it. You did kind of sing it. I should, it have, I should have sang it. I should have just grew some balls and just told you how I felt. You kind of half sung it, so you kind of grew balls, but not really. Like half, like little, they're right. there, but. Like one in one undescended one? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's real pathetic looking yeah. testicles. Right. Yeah. Well, on that note, Rob, let's end the podcast. All right, buddy. All right, man. Well, everyone out there, uh, have a good weekend. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. That was uh, episode 49, huh? That was episode 49. We've done this 49 times together. Wow. Which means we probably spent exactly too much time together. So what do you say we end this forever? Really? You want to break up? This is called Cut Ties. Okay. No, 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 no. We got to do more. We got to do more. We got to be friends still. Okay. I need someone to complain and get old with. I feel bad that... So we... We were doing this thing where we always would bring bombers for each other. That was like the thing. Well, but like this only came in like small cans. Yeah, you should have brought and, two of them. But here's the thing. Saving our brains to some extent. <laughs> this is 12.2%. And I think that's probably enough. Like honestly, like I don't want to be that guy that gets like too safe with anything. Because that just does, that feels young. That feels like, old. This goes back to you not trying new music. You're playing it safe. Yeah, maybe to some extent. But this what? is this is strong. Like it's strong, but we were we were out of beer half episode. I was parched, Rao. Yeah, but you're still drunk. <laughs> so am I. I'm a little buzzed. Yeah, I wasn't well, drunk, drunk enough to sing the Looney song. I'm not drunk. I, that, which that's surprising to me because like, you you sing when you're not drunk. It's a good song. We should listen to it. That's now. a good song. Yeah, let's do it. Now, I'm still surprised they let children into this bar. Let's get another beer. Let's do it. Practice beer. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. I got five on it. I've got five on it. That's a good song. Messing man. with that end of weed. I've That's got five song. on it. Damn. We're doing boom, it. Boom, boom. You guys, why? Boom, boom. We're 
live baby bar. You know what? That song still has an amazing beat. I'll say that. That's a great song. Jesus must have crafted it himself. That's definitely a Jesus piece approved song.